0: um we're gonna try and be uh your anti-interview um perfect we, i think uh, this
1: already so cool. is an anti-interview at this point right yeah that's, that's, it, we like to structure it that way <laughs>
0: yeah yeah so we're we're super easy going you you can doesn't matter if you if you curse or whatever um all right and uh yeah we just hang out have a, have a good time what we do is we have um A promo piece that comes out the Friday prior to your episodes coming out, so it's something called "What's Your Bacon?" In seven questions, we have we ask every every one of our guests, and it's like quick five ten minute piece. That uh, well, it all depends on what your answers are, right? Mm -hmm. And then and then we hop right into the the full on episode.
1: Sounds good. All right. Is there any kind of preparation, a mental preparation, I should I should have for the "What's Your Bacon?" stretch? Um,
2: Uh, if you if you have a drink.
1: Um feel free. Oh, a drink wipe would be great. Wipe wow. clean yeah. have a drink, yeah. What a good idea. Hold on a second. Big it! Big it is my podcast. Make it Big It is my Big It Big is my podcast. Big it! Make it my podcast.
2: Welcome. Bacon is my podcast, is a show about life, and it is brought to you by a place that helps you shave your balls. Mm-hmm. Go to manscapecom Check out their stuff.
0: They've got some stuff for your chesticles. Yeah. Your testicles, your testicles.
2: And your cheeks. And
0: your cheeks. Chesticles, testicles, cheeks. Yeah. Use the promo code BACONPOD. Get 20% off. And free shipping. Get free shipping. Dude. Manscaped is not only doing the lawnmower for your chest and your Nether regions, mm-hmm. uh, but they Lean are bag. also they got into the face game. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna tell you what their their razor for for your face is the bomb. I use it. It's I use it. and Not awesome. even
2: have the full. I don't have the full beard anymore. It, it is helps me it helps me make this, this weird thing that I got going on. This this Zorro Listen, uh
0: if you if you can't hold your hand steady, I mean that's not manscaped's fault.
2: It is not. It is not. But, but they you know make what? it easier. They still help me look okay.
0: Yeah. Totally okay. Yeah. Uh, go to BaconIsMyPodcast.com. Make sure you check out all of our awesome sponsors, including DrinkWildBills.com, Poddex.com, GrillYourAssOff.com, Native Blend Clothing, and MythicalBeards.com for all of the latest, greatest deals that you could ever have when it comes to drinking or eating or beard product or things that you could put on your on your body, That's right. or questions you can ask to people. And we asked a lot of questions today. We
2: did. We had we had a novelist on today. A novelist. And we still just pretty much talked to him about music. We did. <laughs> we did. It we did talk to him about writing, though. A lot about writing, too. Yeah. And it's his fault, because he wrote a book about metal. Right, exactly. So how could we not? So
0: today uh, we've got author of Gone to the Wolves, Mr. John Ray.
2: Um, man, I didn't know what to expect coming into it, but I had a good time. Yeah, he was he was fun. He was a good conversation, cool dude. Um, I had a good time. I learned some things. Cool. I I honestly, when it comes to episodes like this, when because like
0: listen, we can get together. Like we get together with musicians. We've got a pretty good track record right. with getting interviews with musicians and things just going well, mm-hmm. right? I feel like when it's different you know we've done the paranormal stuff we've done the pro wrestler stuff we've done all those things i feel like i get a little bit of oh shit like um, what are we going to
2: talk about right 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 and right. Um, how are we going to connect
0: and john was
2: great well john was a lot of fun to talk to man i think anybody that's in any of these uh, genres or jobs that we kind of go to basically they're they're creative people that yeah. are they're creatives that are, you know, like driven and and going for something that somebody probably would have tried to turn them away from. Yeah, and we can relate with that mm-hmm. uh, really well, yeah. really easily. So, yeah. so I think that um, I think that it's it's always. I think we're always going to do all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, without further ado, let's yeah. just get into it, right? Yeah, definitely check out check out the book, and uh, if you saw seven questions already, check that out. If you didn't. Mm-hmm. But you already know a little bit about him. Check out John. John Ray. Come right on. Now. It's right there. Interruption.
0: I was going to do the hold up.
2: <laughs> day,
0: but that was better. Nice. There's no time like today to take care of your, your hygiene. Indeed. Indeed. And one of those things that can help you, if you're a man, or a woman even, yeah. uh, manscaped, Manscaped can help you with their uh, their lawnmower 4.0. Yeah uh, their lawnmower 4.0 has skin safe technology, it's a ceramic blade, it's waterproof. It's got a nice little uh, LED light so this way
2: you can mm-hmm. see underneath all those those crevices. Shave your privates in the shower in the dark. Don't actually do that. Don't
0: do that. But that, you that, could.
2: Yeah, you could with Manscaped. Because you have a light.
0: Indeed, indeed. And for guys, uh listen. Uh, the perfect package point, uh, 4.0, yeah, is like where it's at for you guys because well, it comes
2: with not only the lawnmower, not only the weed whacker for your ear and nose holes. Well, we got one, so yeah, so bring it up real quick. What you also get, so yes, for one, you get the lawnmower 4.0, which is ceramic blades, it's not going to cut you, it gets it's got a guard so you can. You know, make sure that you got a trim in some spots, you got yes. to the skin in other spots. You make sure that that beanbag's shiny, you know? We also have Package some... Package that beanbag in... Underwear. The underwear. Yeah. It's got the, uh, the little ball pouch. It does have the ball pouch. And it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Separate. It's technology. Um, this right here... I like is this. for when
0: you are shaving your balls. Yeah. It's little placemats, so this yeah, it's way... Like,
2: it's like a newspaper!
0: Yeah, but then you just, you, you shave them, you crumple it up, you throw it away. No mess, no huss, no fuss. Yeah. Right? Is that, it's is also that got it some,
2: It's it's got some fun, funny articles in it It, as does. Well, it so does, it does, it does when you read I it. recommend you definitely read it, yeah. but not while you're shaving your nuts. No. Uh, There's the ball deodorant. Yes, I, I use it every day. Crop Preserver. And the Crop Reviver. I don't use it every day, but
0: I have used it plenty of times. It is times. pretty fantastic. You need that midday spritz. Yep. Just pst, pst, Go for it. Freshens you up right away. Who doesn't love a little spritz on the bean bag? Exactly. And where do I keep it all? Well,
2: right here, the shed, baby. You know what? The shed is a pouch for the things to clean your pouch. Exactly. Right.
0: Right. I use it personally for my toilet trees when I travel. You do. I've it's, seen it. I, I've got. I've got multiple. I've got a few of them. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So yeah. Go ahead,
2: manscaped.com, use the promo code BACONPOD. You get 20% off this entire order, plus free shipping. Uh, Not only can you get the Perfect Package 4.0, but you can sign up for their program where they will send you new stuff automatically. New blades. Every month, every two months, every three months. You decide. You decide what you need. If you need new blades every three months, they'll send you new blades every three months. If you want to check out uh, maybe the crop, Mops. I can't talk about the crop mops enough. They're my favorite thing. Yes, uh, get those.
0: Get those every month. When you anyway, come and you hang them. out with us and we see you and stuff like that, we always have crop mops on our person. So yeah, it's like sure a business card,
2: us. but for Manscaped and not us.
0: Yes. So go ahead. Yeah. Manscaped.com promo code BaconPod twenty percent off, free shipping. Call it a day. Thank you very much. Yeah. Right now, I want to welcome. Uh, an award-winning author. Uh, his brand new book at, is out now. Gone to the Wolves. It's uh, it's like a almost like a coming of age story, but it's about metal and coming coming into yourself in the metal scene. A little bit of a mystery as well. A little bit of mystery. A... Well, a, a lot of fun. I'm it's I'm about halfway through. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, no spoilers, so... buddy. Right. So chill. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, John Ray. What's going on, sir?
1: Um. I'm just sitting here, um, encouraged by you guys. Before the podcast started, I'm I'm having a little bourbon. Yes, um, yeah. Here's Cheers, a plug man. for uh, for this bourbon here. It's um, uh, Way more expensive than bourbon should be.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it we, good. we do we do whiskey here. Actually, the the most expensive whiskey we have is is here. It's the special occasion whiskey. Right. It's a Redbreast Twelve, or is it Fifteen? Mm. I wow think it's, a, it's a, 15. a
2: 15 yeah
0: never heard of that oh red breast, if you ever get a chance to it is heavenly but this is the scotch. 15.
1: it's a it's an it's irish a, yeah oh it's an irish whiskey. irish whiskey got it, yeah. got it. We, red we, breast
0: yeah red breast, not a sponsor could be we'd <laughs> very happily consume yes, your
1: so?
0: your whiskey
1: i'm i'm taking a good friend of mine uh for his 40th birthday um I'm taking him over to Ireland, I think next summer, not this summer, but next summer. Nice. So I need to brush up on my Irish whiskey knowledge before I get over there. You know, I mean, obviously you can't go to Ireland and and ask sure. for a Scotch. I mean, they 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 would hoist you into the sea.
0: That is true. They would. That is true. With so good I reason. To,
1: I mean, I mean I, yeah, I, I know if, my Jamesons and a couple other things, but I I don't. I kind of need to get educated.
0: Yeah, um, some good ones. Redbreast is. Yep. Top notch. That's probably my favorite. Okay. Um, then there's Powers. Powers right. is very good. Um, Proper Twelve is trash. That's trash. Don't, Proper Twelve. Don't. That's, pretty awful. that's the that's the Connor McGregor thing. We we yeah. actually had
2: a bottle of that. That was like that was like the tester episode. I'm trying to remember the name of the one that I brought. Sexton. Um, Sexton. Sexton it's, it's here. Sexton's a decent one. And okay. It is, uh, First. The first one ever um, woman women-run uh, distillery. And it's called Sexton? It's called Sexton. Sexton.
0: Oh, yeah. It comes in this nice... It's got a fun little... Hexagonal bottle. Hexagonal, yeah. Hexagonal bottle, yeah. Um, I will say, as delicious as this is, and as cool as the bottle looks, mm-hmm. terrible design.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hard that to read is. the label.
2: Hard to read the label, and as a pourer...
0: As a pour, it's awful. It, like you don't get a good grip on it, but also it kind just of dribbles. drips on the side.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, so it's that, yeah. that's probably because they think and their thing is for like hardcore people to just like bash it open, right? And just drink out of the shards, right out yeah, of the, exactly right
2: out of the broken glass. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's how I wanted to do it, but like a true Irishman, you know, that's the way you right, yeah. do it there.
2: Yeah, hell yeah,
1: hell yeah. Who's got time to to twist off or pull out the cork? Pulling this is of, is this pulling like, out a cork? Yeah, yeah. Is a
0: yeah. Um, so, John, I, I really, I, you know, I'm about halfway into the book, and yeah. I'm enjoying it. Um, cool. What, what I want to know is, like, your inspiration behind it. You mentioned to us that, you're, that you were in a band in high school. Um, you hang out with a lot of musicians, stuff yeah. like that. You, you mentioned Death in the What's Your Bacon in Seven Questions. Yeah. Is
2: this, um, this the band Marmalade?
1: Oh, wow, you guys have done your research, man. <laughs> So well, we do I, here. Mean, I've, 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 I think I've been I've been in a lot of bands, you know, okay. um, and playing all sorts of different instruments, helping out where I could. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I started in high school, as I was telling you guys um, and just wrote up this article in Esquire about how terrible that band was and how much it sucked. Right. But how the, the thing about music is, unlike other types of art making, I think is that even if you're terrible at it and, and what you're producing is total garbage, it's still kind of life-affirming to do it, you know, yes, it's, yeah. it's or at least it's fun to do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's definitely not true in anything else that I ever tried. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been a musician for, since way back, but not particularly good at it, you know. Well, but, a, but a believer in it, because it really helped me, you know, when I was yeah.
0: Well, I, I I just love um, you know, y- and you're from Buffalo, and and yeah. we're we're talking, bef- like pre, uh, pre every time I die days, but they're they're yeah. a Buffalo based band, mm-hmm. and and you know and and so is M- Cannibal Corpse, yep exactly. So is Rick um,
1: James. I mean, we could go back, we could go back yeah. in time.
0: But but so what? Have you had those experiences out in L.A. or or anything like that, or is this just kind of like knowing some of the stuff that goes on, you know, like you got Motley Crue, that's an open book. And you've got, you know, a lot of these bands that, that, you know, the stories and stuff. So was, was anything pulled from your real life or in terms of like the stories of going out to LA and things like that, or is this just kind of creating the story behind the information that you've been given?
1: Well, it's a, it's a real mix, you know, um, the way it often is with, with, um, with writing novels, I think, you know. Uh, I never, I didn't grow up in Florida like the like the three kids at the main sort of heart of this story. Uh, you know, there are these three kids who, they're really from small town, kind of overlooked, slightly scary, backwoods Florida. Um, uh, so I'm not from there, um, but what got me thinking about Florida was just a really good friend of mine who um, just was full of all these crazy stories about Florida and about, you know, not Miami, Florida, like mm-hmm. the other Florida. North Florida, you know? right, right. Yeah. yeah, or just like way far away from any kind of urban center, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, just how things just got so boring and so super conservative that the people would just kind of go nuts, you know, surrounded by like snowbirds or like religious fundamentalists. They would just kind of go nuts, you know. And he told me all these amazing stories. Uh, I think the moment that I thought I really need to, to write about this is when he told me this story about this neighbor of his growing up. He grew up in Venice, Florida, um, which when, at that time was the winter headquarters of the Barnum and Bailey Circus. Oh, so, yeah. a real mix of like, yeah. <laughs> of like snowbirds and people retire, you know, just going there to retire and have no drama in their lives. And, and then all these freaks, you know, all these <laughs> freaky corny, yeah, freaky yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah, and there was actually a town called Gibsonton that was just a little bit up up the coast, mm-hmm. which truly was a town of freaks. You know, the the bar in Gibsonton was run by a giant. It was run by a guy who was like eight, like nine feet tall. You know, <laughs> yeah, like I, a true I, I saw giant. that in the
2: book. You you had written about that a little bit in the yeah book, yeah, right? yeah yeah yeah. You get so to like it's a lobster real... boy thing too. Right? Yeah.
1: Right exactly so he he told me all these stories about these these tensions between the freaks and the conservatives and then sometimes the conservatives would flip out and become the freaks like he told me this story about this neighbor of his growing up who was a completely normal guy like it, like middle manager kind of guy uh and one day in like july of a particularly hot florida summer he just went home went to the hardware store got a big shovel and then just started went to his backyard and started digging. And he just dug and dug and dug and dug until he'd made the biggest and the deepest hole that he could, like, given his property line. Right. Like a huge hole that went down, you know, 20 feet into the ground, into the swamp ground. And then he just went outside, took off his tie and his, like, button-down shirt that was totally soaked in sweat, stripped down to his boxer shorts, and started trying to charge admission. that is i was like oh my god that's wild that needs to go somewhere yeah that needs to be put in something well i feel
0: i feel like a big misconception about florida too is it's uh it's a lot of country yeah Mm -hmm. like a lot of country and people i I don't think people realize that they they all think miami they think touristy orlando tampa that kind of
1: stuff but man well, I mean, if you look, if you look at Florida or any other island or any other any other landmass, people think of Florida as the beach, but the beach is a little right. line that goes around. It goes around the edge of Florida. Yeah, yeah. And everything in between is insane. <laughs> right, right. Um yes. At least that was. I mean, according to according to Jared, this guy, uh, that's how he described it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I didn't try to make Florida look crazier than it, than I think it is uh, in the book, but it definitely like. When you're a writer that's that's the kind of stuff that really gets your blood pumping you know because yeah, you're just right. like shit, wow like just scratch the surface and you get right into the crazy that <laughs> yeah. is like god's <laughs> gift god's gift to to any writer you know so that's why it started there and then the metal thing i mean uh it just so happened, like, I decided to make these characters basically my age, born when I was born. So then I was like, okay, I'm gonna write about like the late 80s, early 90s. That's when I was a teenager. And um, that happened to be this moment when this crazy form of like really underground, really non commercial metal was kind of being born and created in right. backwoods Florida or small town Florida. That then, like, these are bands. These are kids who had never left you know the suburbs of Tampa, who were suddenly selling 200,000, 300,000 records and, and, and just a global impact of this music that was then called Death Metal, right. um, uh, which, which was a presence for me growing up because Cannibal Corpse are from Buffalo, where I grew mm-hmm. up. Yeah. but it wasn't necessarily my music. It was just such a fascinating moment, you know like that has got to be one of the most. Uncommercial, anti-commercial, hard as hell to listen to forms of music to have ever been a global sensation that I can sure. I can't even yeah. think of anything to compete with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, how much how, how enthralled in uh, like metal culture were you when you were younger? Or, or is it just something that you, you know, we all listen to everything. Well, everything. you,
2: you nailed, uh, like even just at the at the very beginning of the book, where you're describing the characters and you're describing, um, you know, okay, this is a character that loves Hanoi Rocks and is also into this, but it would never right. be caught dead. But it manages right. to not get beat up and not, yeah. and, you know, and this this one likes you too and likes pie, you know, and yeah. becomes enthralled into the music scene. But then, even the attitudes um, and that—that that like, uh, don't bring don't bring your glam shit into right. our area. Like, all yeah. that stuff was like stuff that I remember from like. Getting into music when I was a kid and yeah. and and growing up in it as well and, and kind of oh, being, being like, in bands, it's like being in bands too. Like you know, like oh, your you're band's, you're not heavy enough, or right, you're, you're too in, heavy, or you're this, or you're this, switch, or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I've heard all that stuff before. So how how in it were you? Because you really nailed like how that how that feels.
1: Thanks, thanks. Um, I was like a weird kid, uh, you know. I had sort of one foot in, I mean, Buffalo, New York, where I grew up was very metal heavy. It was like metal was in the yeah. air. And the local bands that were becoming big were, were mostly metal bands. Uh, even if later they they kind of took a different direction. Right. Um, but I was sort of like, I'd sort of, like the, the first show I ever went to that started to get me interested in metal was actually Black Flag. Oh, um, okay, yeah. Who later, I mean, they were, you know, they, they kind of started out hardcore and they did actually get more and more metal as time went on. Yeah. They were almost kind of crossover by the end. For sure. Um, yeah, for sure. And then bands like Suicidal Tendencies and things like that, you know. Um, but I was I, I was kind of, more, like, I had one foot in that and then I started going to these more kind of, like, extreme metal shows that were happening. You know, honestly, at the beginning, just because there wasn't that much option in Buffalo, you know, like, right. like if there were if there were local shows happening, you kind of went there. You know, I think that's why a lot of these really interesting, more extreme or, or just way out, way out in left field kind of musical movements, they don't necessarily start in New York City or in Los Angeles or wherever, you know, like they start in places where people kind of they're, they'll just they're, they're maybe a little bit bored and they'll mm-hmm. just go to see whatever. You know, that means that actually makes them more open to weirdness yeah. than they would be in, in like a place where you have a billion options all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's why you have these like, interesting sort of music scenes springing up in smaller cities. Uh, so I was always kind of like, I always felt like a fish out of water. I mean, I, I was going to the shows, you know, and for the music I was listening to was like a very weird mix of stuff you know mostly sort of heavier music but but definitely kind of i don't i don't even know what i would have described myself as being in high school if someone you know if anyone had given a shit enough to ask me (laughs) right
0: right yeah i I think the the don't judge your book by its cover thing because my i i was very much into like butt rock and (laughs) new metal kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and then when i met my wife um who is very unassuming? Who looks like she kind of listens to pop and listens to top forty. Yeah. Uh, she's the one who sent me into like the metal scene, right? Oh. And, like the the hardcore, post-hardcore, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And
1: uh, yeah. I'm, well, I'm that's like something I was since. really. That's something I was really, really interested in, in, kind of getting into in Gone to the Wolves because. There's this thing I mean, I could go on for this about this for hours. There's this bias against metal uh, in mainstream American culture, which I think has a lot to do with class, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's all sorts of movies and books about punk and new wave and and even hardcore. You know, these are things that are have been kind of like accepted more by the mainstream, in part because the kids, the teenagers who listen to those kind of bands Went to college, you know? Whereas metal is perceived as this kind of like, we don't like to talk about class in America, you know? But to me, it's like metal was more for the kids who might maybe weren't going to college, you know? And it's like, how many of those people ended up working for the New York Times or for the New Yorker or for Spin Magazine? How many of those kids became the gatekeepers, you know? Not many. (laughs) You know, I mean, obviously yeah. there are some bands that are the exception. Well, we'll let Metallica in, blah, 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 you know, to right, our right. club. But um, I, really, I really wanted in writing Gone to the Wolves to show that, like, a lot of different types of people were into this music and maybe sure. are into this music. You know, it's not just, like, greasy, long-haired, like, reactionary white guys. You know, not at all. Not right. in my experience, you know. So you have these three friends in the middle and at the center of the book. One of them is kind of like me. He's kind of like a, you know, skinny white nerd who doesn't fit in anywhere. And then you have um, his best friend Leslie, who's, you know, who's black, who's who's bi, who's like right. super extravagant and, and kind of like Very you know, there's, outgoing, there's crazy outfits. Hanover Rocks fan. Yes. He, he's a, yeah, he's a yeah. Hanover Rocks fan, but somehow he's smart enough mm-hmm. and knowledgeable enough about metal that no one fucks with him. right right. yeah and then you have and then you have a woman you have a girl who's who's Mm -hmm. the kind of the third point of the triangle who's in a way the most the toughest and most badass of any of these guys you know and the the two the two dudes are kind of in awe of her a little bit yeah so i really wanted like a pack of kids who were who are a little bit more diverse than we think of metal fans as being because that is my personal experience of it
2: yeah yeah it's very cool because i i i grew up with those three you know oh, yeah like, like i knew i i like i can point out people in my life that were that you know i have the the friend of mine that uh the the girl that's a friend of mine in high school that was not only obsessed with metal but she was very obsessive with um with it being true and and being oh, yeah. genuine and being a you right. know like false metal fuck false metal you know right. like that that type of thing <laughs> So, so, you know, getting to know the characters in the book and everything, I was like, I was like, oh my God, I know you. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm sort of you and sort of you mixed. <laughs> yeah. Sort of you. sort of, like, it's, it was very, very cool. Uh, which is, yeah, that's why I wanted to ask that because it just seemed like, you know, it didn't seem like you wrote that out of just whole cloth. That was like, you wrote no it out no. Of, you
1: know. No, no, no. That was something that I, that I knew a little bit about, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, too, with metal, because even more than like, you know, I remember like in the kind of like indie rock or the grunge era, there was so much talk of selling out and like yeah. who was real and who was fake and all that. But metal is actually way more that way, you know, like like oh, no yeah. one wants to be a sellout. No one. Everyone wants to be like only doing it for the pure love of, of, right. of the music, you know, but at the same time. Ever since, you know, going all the way back to Ozzy, going all the way back to Black Sabbath, you had a lot of theater involved in metal. You had a lot, yeah. of, a lot of fantasy that is, of course, not real. Right. So it's a crazy mix of like artifice and theater, like Dio, you know, obviously Sabbath into especially like Ozzy. And then, of course, the 80s, right. all yeah. the costumes and all the crazy stuff. You know, and then, uh, you know, people watch the Osbournes and they realize that Ozzy is just like kind of a nebbishy homebody, like basic English dude, you know, yeah, right. like he's not Satan. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So but so there's this crazy tension between people who are like, oh, true metal, you must be true to yourself, you know, like, don't don't be a faker but at the same time. There's a lot of a lot of fantasy, and and that kind of contradiction always makes for fun a fun thing to write about.
2: I can I can imagine. I I remember reading interviews with like Tom Area. yeah, and and him talking about like yeah I don't listen to any metal and yeah I
0: don't know
2: why people are so weird.
0: <laughs> it's so funny too. We
2: we've actually we've spoken about about
0: it on this show, and you you touch on a decent amount of it in the book. It's itself like tribalism in music. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think to a general public, yeah, it exists, but when it comes down to the musicians that, that exist in those worlds, it's, it's, it couldn't be any further from the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's I, right. I feel like, I feel like that tribalism is more of a, somebody who, who isn't a part of the music writing or the, or the music itself yeah. and more of a, well, this is what I like and that's it. Like, well, I think dude, a lot of it, this.
1: too, is is if you're insecure about whether you fit in or whether you belong, it's sort of like converts, people who convert to a religion. You know, they become the most sure. hardcore conservative, like, defenders of the faith you can ever yeah. imagine. Whereas, you know, if you're in the band, you know, if you're if you're Ozzy Osbourne, you obviously don't need to worry about fitting in because you're the center of it all. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can be relaxed. You can chick back. You don't need to worry so much about this stuff, you know? Um, hey, you I have everything I, to live up to. Yeah, yeah I remember, uh, like, I also write about music a bit. And um, I remember, well, God, more than 10 years ago, um, I was writing a piece about this band called Sun. Do you guys know Sun?
2: It's no, it spelled
1: S U. It's spelled S U N N with like an O, and like you know, they're like this weird, out there kind of minimalist drone metal band from L.A. Okay, and they per- they perform in these like druids robes with long long beards, and at that at that time they were like pouring goat blood on themselves and all this crazy <laughs> stuff. <right? laughs> and so I was I was got this assignment to write about them, and I like their music, which is like. Just, like, they'll hold, like, one distorted chord for, like, minutes before they even change it. It's so weird. But um, I was supposed to write about them. I was a little nervous because of what they look like, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And they were playing this show, and they were – I was directed – that. I was told they were hanging out on the fire escape outside of this warehouse they were playing the show in. And so I was climbing this fire escape going up and up and up. And I saw them above me in their robes and their beards. And like one of them, I don't know, had like goat horns or something. I don't even know what. And I heard they were talking. They were having this really intense conversation. I was like, great, man. They're probably having some crazy fight or they're about to kill somebody. I don't know. Right, right. And as I got closer and closer, I heard, them, I heard one of them say, it's just so hard on the road to maintain a relationship, man. It's just like <laughs> it's hard to keep it together, you know and they were having this crazy this like cuddly conversation about their girlfriends you know and then they were then they started talking about how much they loved stevie wonder right you know <laughs> it, it's like when you when you kind of get looked behind the curtain there's all sorts of great surprises there oh, for yeah. sure ah!
2: quick reminder that this show is brought to you by our brand new sponsor mythical beards check them out mythicalbeards.com you can get stickers you can get Hoodies, you can get all that kind of stuff, but most importantly, you can get shit for your face. Keep your beard fresh, keep it clean, keep it groomed. If it's good enough for Mick Foley,
0: God damn it, it's good enough for us. I'm wearing the Kraken right now. I am actually wearing the Dracula. Nice. And that's why I smell like an old-time
2: barbershop. If you go to mythicalbeards.com and use the promo code BACON15, you get 15% off your entire order. The show is also brought to you by our good friends at grillyourassoff.com, where you can also get 15% off of your order of all spices, grilling rubs. They're uh, delicious freaking sauces. Yes, delicious sauces, all that kind of stuff. Every season is grilling season if you like to cook. Yes. So definitely check it out. GreyYourAssOff.com. Use the promo code. Bacon because it'll keep grilling season all year fucking long. 15% off with the promo code. 10% off at DrinkWildBills.com where you can get all kinds of great sodas, which we've seen lots of mixers for. So keep sending them in. Hashtag DrinkWildBills. Hashtag What's your bacon? Mm-hmm. Send us your your beverage options of choice and yes. also poddex.com. You can see them in an another part of the show. Yes. Indeed. But both of those 10% off. You use the promo code bacon. So yes. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you got. Use them, find them. If you can't remember what we just said, go to bacon is Everything's there. Check it out. Thanks for watching.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what, uh, what I wanted to ask is, and, and I guess this kind of goes with your approach, the, the slow and steady approach to writing and stuff, but uh, you wrote one of your books on a subway. Oh, and a lot of
1: subways, a lot of different subways, yeah. Uh,
0: I was wondering if when you were doing it, were you doing it like, like well, we do voice notes, or, or I'm sorry, like quick uh, notes on the phone, or were you sitting there old-fashioned pen to paper kind of thing and moving forward do you do you take time out and sit in front of a computer and do it or do you just kind of like strike when the muse hits or where you you're texting it or whatever it is that you have to do
1: well i don't think there's any wrong way to do it you know i mean anybody who you know if someone wants to write a novel by text to me that seems like a very inefficient way of doing it but but (laughs) if it works you know um i um, on the subway, I just had a laptop in my lap. You know, that's the fastest way because you don't want to have to do this. You know, the whole time. yeah, right. Uh, just you know, punch on. You don't want to be texting. I don't know. That seems like a lot of. That uh, gives me a, like my migraine to think about right now. <laughs> <laughs> but right. Um, yeah, I mean, at the time, I didn't have a place to work in New York City. You know, space is at a premium. I had no office. I had no place to get away. It was I wanted to be away from the Internet, from Wi-Fi and everything. That, and this was a time when there was no Wi-Fi on the subway. Yeah, um, so I would just mainly take the sea train from uh, Brooklyn, where I lived all the way out to the Rockaways, to the to the seashore. Right. It was about an hour mm-hmm. or 45 minutes. And then I would just get on and come back and just go back and forth and back and forth like that. And the farther out of the city I got, the less people there were on the train, you know. Mm-hmm. But I had these big. Actually, I have them right here. I had these big. These are these are for construction workers. You put them on like that, and it's like it's like for people on it with jackhammers, you know. Yeah, right. right. And I would just put those on. Those told everybody not to fuck with me because I wouldn't hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just made it kind of peaceful on the train, you know. And um, because I was also writing about people who were also on the subway train,
2: sure. it was
1: like, you know, it was kind of like, there are a bunch of reasons why that worked for me. Um, these days I just work in my wonderful basement, um, which is right. sort of like, I think you guys said earlier, my fortress of solitude. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just a dark, dank hole uh, with a drum kit. And, that, and I, just, I just go down there and, and try to not be distracted.
2: So... You started. You were in bands. You were writing. So you were writing music, And yeah. we made the switch from writing music to writing novels. Uh, one of the things that I that I find interesting, just because uh, I'm a songwriter, um, I have no idea how I would ever sit down to the the process of of uh, writing a novel seems uh, very interesting and daunting uh, to me, yeah. just Because I'm used to short bursts of sure. Super personal, super like in the moment kind of writing, which is like the songwriting style uh, that I happen to do. Um, so it's interesting to me how like when I when you listen to a song, the song is it's you put yourself kind of in the in the narrator's place, like you're you're it, it becomes about you in a way. Right. Um, and when I when I read a novel or I read a book. I tend to not do that. I tend to look at it as though I'm watching somebody go through a situation instead uh-huh. of trying to put myself in the situation. Yeah. Uh, is there, is there a switch in writing that you made or had to make, or is there a difference at all in that, 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 that you had to do to kind of go, okay, this is how I write one way. And this is how I write another way. If that makes yeah. sense. I don't know if I said that. No
1: yeah, it makes, it makes perfect sense. sense. It makes perfect sense. Uh, and the answer is, it's completely different for me. Totally different. I mean, it's really, I, I think about this sometimes, it's sort of funny. You know, uh, when I was write, you know, I didn't write the songs in every band I was in, but in the bands where I was writing the songs, I was usually writing all the songs. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, quite, you know, like writing a lot of songs a lot. And, and um, what's funny is that in those songs, I never paid any attention to the lyrics. You know, I would even ha- we would sometimes play songs that had like a few lines of actual lyrics and the rest of it was just me mumbling into the microphone in ways that sounded like maybe it was I was <laughs> saying something. Right. Right. And, and it's really weird. Because, I mean, it was, it was, these were loud bands, you know, mm-hmm. but and probably if those bands had, you know, gotten had gotten to record, I would have then sat down and really, you know, finished the songs. Right. But uh it didn't bother me. I almost felt like beside the point a lot of the time. I was like, well, you know, if the vocal line is like interacting in an interesting way with the chord progression, then good enough, you know? Hmm. So it was a completely, completely, completely different. The words for me were just like rhythmic little placeholders while I tried to figure out how the vocal melody would go relative to the, to the progression.
2: Okay,
1: um, interesting. And I often wondered, because I actually was still in bands for a while when I was starting to, to, to write novels. And I would often wonder, like, why, why does this not bother me? Why can't I write a song with lyrics that I'm satisfied with? Um, and yet, of course, the other thing that I do is only words. I mean, maybe right. that's why. Maybe that's why. Maybe I was just kind of tapped out and just didn't have i I don't really know but to me it's an absolutely different part of 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 my brain Mm -hmm. Hmm. um and i was much i'm a better novelist than i was a songwriter my songs were kind of they were okay but they always sounded like somebody else's songs you know (laughs) i don't know I, i i always felt like kind of like i was in the wrong the wrong um the wrong art form when i was when i was writing songs i was kind of glad to be able to stop to be honest not because songwriting is not fun and I wish that I could do that, but uh, it just wasn't exactly the perfect fit for me. It's interesting. Okay. Interesting.
0: I actually, you know, it's funny the way you said that you you would just kind of like mumble or or whatever, just yeah. have placeholders and stuff. Because I've had bands that that they were like I've had bands that were like super stoked on a song, like oh man, this is gonna be oh we gotta play this at the next show, and I'd be like, okay. all right, cool. And then they'd go back and they'd like watch the recordings. They're like, what are you even saying? And I was like, I don't have any words. <laughs> and they're like, we're not allowed to do that. And, uh, yeah, but the song went over really well. Right, right. It, it doesn't, worked. Does it really matter?
1: There are some great, you know, there are even like some pop hits that, that were, you know, heavy rotation on the radio where the bands later confessed that they didn't have words for all the parts, you know? Right, right. right.
0: Right. Listen to Yellow Lead better. Right. <laughs> that song still doesn't. Yeah, it
1: yeah. I mean, there are a lot of examples of that. I mean, In "Inagada de Vida," obviously. Yeah. 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 Uh, or um, that big new wave hit Plan pour Moi." You know that song? Yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 That's just bullshit. That's right. <laughs> That's nonsense.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I have a really important question to ask because I think inquiring minds want to know is when the low boy Pixar movie comes to Disney plus.
1: <laughs> oh man, that, you know, that book, cause it sold pretty well. It got shopped around a lot in, in Hollywood and a lot of people, there were a lot of conversations and at the end of every meeting, I was like, why did we even have this meeting? Because at the end of every meeting, they'd be like, yeah, well, you know, I mean, we, you know, we think it's great and everything, but it's just, it's so depressing. We could never make this movie. <laughs> you know? And I was like, well, why, am, why, why am I Why would you bring me why here in the first place? On, why did I get on the airplane? I mean, you guys could right. have sent that to me in a telegram, you know? Right. Or a text, whatever, like just, or a smoke signal. You could have, you could have held up a, a, a sign and just <laughs> taken a picture and sent me that, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be a picture movie anytime soon because that's a bit of a, it's a, it's a pretty dark book.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well I, the the reason why I brought it up uh, for those of you who are wondering um, you did a fun little interview with Zach Galifianakis oh and, yeah uh, wh- how, how the hell did you keep your shit together for so long
1: <laughs> well that's the thing I mean that little kind of clip is about two and a half minutes long I don't know four, let's say four minutes long and um, we recorded 45 minutes like he came in he said, oh, what are we doing? I said, oh, well, maybe you could pretend to be me, and I'll ask you some silly questions, and you can just improvise the answers. He's like, all right, sure, fine, let's go. And <laughs> literally, for 45 minutes, it, he just did it over and over again, and we were just dying. We were dying, dying, dying. <laughs> so what, what, you find, what you see then there in that little clip, which I think is still on YouTube. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, those are the only four minutes when I wasn't losing my shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, I had a high opinion of him before that. I, I liked a lot of stuff that he had done. A lot of his yeah. stand up I thought was great. But I, you know, like you see a stand up comedian and you think, okay, he's probably spent years figuring out what's funny, what's not, you know, what mm. works, what doesn't, which is often true, of course, you know. But this was, this was absolutely mind melting because he just, he didn't even know in advance what, what the premise was. And he just, <laughs> every single question I asked him, he came up with like the most crazy, hilarious. And the, some of them were really long and we couldn't use those either, you know? Right. Unbelievable. I mean, that motherfucker is an absolute, at, at what, that stuff, he's an absolute genius. And I, I really think it's too bad that he's so successful now that he doesn't really do that much stand up, you know, because yeah, right, right. he's, he's so fucking funny. He's so fucking funny. I just, I've never been around anyone like that, to be honest.
2: I I've seen a couple of videos of him like doing crowd work or dealing with hecklers. And I yeah. always like, I, I love that side of things. Um, even though it's like, you know, not what they want on their specials, but it's like, <laughs> I like watching it just yeah. because they it is so quick. And, yeah. and I love seeing the kind of the, the reaction. And it's and, totally
1: spontaneous. You yeah,
2: know? yeah. Uh, for so, And he's incredible with it. And, he has
1: this great special that actually was released as a special um, called Live at the Purple Onion, I think it's called. Right, right. And yeah. there actually are some clips of him dealing with. Not even only dealing with hecklers, but also just going into the crowd and embarrassing right, people. Right, doing crowd work and stuff. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, God.
2: Which is incredible. And Between Two Ferns was just a, a, right, yeah. a genius Yeah. 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 But,
1: I've, but, you know, it's like what people used to say about Robin Williams, you know? Like, seeing him in the flesh, just saying the first damn thing that comes into his head. Right. And have it be having it be the funniest thing you've ever heard. I mean, that's just like, that's just a weird... It's like a it's like a, a gift like sixth sense or something or ability to foretell the future or something. It's just right, yeah. it's unnatural. That, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Robin oh man. It's Robin amazing. Williams. I I cry. <laughs> I literally cry at I, I have his uh, his uh, live from Broadway. Yeah D V D and I cry every single time oh I my watch God. Him because yeah. he's just so, so much energy it's it's insane it's and he's another guy he's another
1: guy i mean he almost got too successful then he's playing you know instead of like working on a stand-up routine or whatever going out there a lot he's you know he's in hook or or he's in you know what i mean moscow Uh on the hudson or something perfectly fun movies but but like you know or richard Pryor is a perfect example you know i mean i love i love silver streak and he was funny in superman and everything but the man should—he should have just been doing was, stand-up yeah. the whole time because yeah. he was, he was just on an absolute genius. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it seems—it seems like it seems like uh, comedy is hit uh, close to you. So, wh- who's who's your favorite all-time comic?
1: Wow, that's hard. That's hard. I mean, it also depends on if you mean stand-up or if you mean uh, uh, you know, in in films. You know, I would say in films. Right, right. Yeah uh maybe um mm, I don't know um maybe gene Wilder okay, mm, I think okay. gene Wilder is in, uh, so good in movies, like he's so good in young Frankenstein, he's so good yeah. in silver streak, he's so good in blazing saddles, you know, if you're talking about stand up comedy
0: that's that's where um,
1: I was i would. i love Richard Pryor. Um, I, you know, I think that Zach is really fucking amazingly funny. Um, I think that, um, um, oh my God, there's so many, like early Louis CK was incredibly funny. I have to admit, I mean, whatever you think about the guy, he was really, 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 really fucking good at stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's, um. Maria Bamford I love Maria Bamford Have you okay. it, seen her stand up she's, she's so weird It's really beautiful She's extremely funny Maria Bamford And I also like her, her shows that she did She has yeah. a great YouTube series It's really funny So um, I would say those guys I, I,
0: I'm, I'm all, I'm, I still to this day regret Because I, I live not too far from Um I don't know if you, you've been this way in the island, but uh, Westbury Music Fair, or now sure. it's like the Westbury Theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I passed up seeing George Carlin. Oh, wow. Uh, and I regret it to this day because yeah. he is still my all-time favorite comic.
1: Well, that's like, you know, I mean, at that point he was probably old. And it's like, it's like you know, the people – like I passed up. A, a, I think I had a chance to see – I mean, if I think of all like the famous great musicians that I had a chance to see and that I didn't go right. to see because I thought they were washed up, you know, like the Rolling Stones or Paul Simon or Bob Dylan or Leonard Cohen, you know, mm-hmm. like I was yeah. just like these old guys. I don't. And then, of course, then they're gone. Right. Right. And you're like, even at 40 percent of their best, it would have been probably unbelievable. You yeah. Yeah.
2: Like if you if you never saw them at a hundred, seeing them at forty is still better than right. a lot of people at a hundred. You yeah, know, like yes. I I was lucky enough to see the Rolling Stones, maybe ten years ago, I think yeah. something like that, um, and yeah, it, it absolutely blew my mind. Yeah, to, yeah. Obviously, the know, guys are like, they're just
1: really good at what they do. Yeah, you know?
2: like just seeing seeing people that are, again, seeing people that are doing what they're obviously the best at. You know, no. like it's their who they are and what they're best at and incredible at in life. It's like,
1: yeah. I mean, I was always more about, like, oh, I want right. to see, you know, the up and coming bands that nobody knows about Me too. yet. You yeah, know? yeah. But that means you see a lot of crappy bands. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. We, that's a lot of risk versus reward that Right. You're, that you're playing. Not with. a lot of return on investment there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very Speaking true. of return on investment,
0: bam. Look at that. You like that one, right? Look at that. That was good. John, I don't know if you know this or not, but we have a few awesome sponsors. One of those Damn, sponsors a is uh, a company called Poddex. And what Poddex does is they create decks of cards for people who don't have verbal verbal diarrhea like we do. Um, <laughs> and they pick like different, different topics, uh, different directions to go. Within each deck is a topic. Within each deck is 50 questions. So what we like to have our guests do is pick from one of these decks, and then we'll pick a card at random. Okay. So uh, we have the episode deck. We have interview deck, interview deck two, would you rather, what the heck, what the fuck, and how dare you?
1: Wow. I'll take what the fuck.
2: What the fuck?
1: What the fuck for 20. What the fuck for
2: 20. So, uh, well, Mike... Shuffles the what the fuck deck. I will tell everybody within the sound of my voice you can go to poddecks.com and you can check out all these decks plus more They also have an app if you don't want to handle cards with your grubby little hands You can do it on the you can do it on your phone Yeah, right if you do like to support places they have t-shirts as well as the cards if you don't want cards You just want something to wear on your chest piece. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're nice soft t-shirts. They don't chafe the nipples like uh, shirts you buy at the (laughs) 7-eleven block away from the concert you went to see uh Check them out, poddex.com. Use the promo code BACON. Because everything's better with bacon. Yes, and you will Honestly. get 20% off of your order.
0: All righty, I'm going to fan these out here, John.
2: I'm going to take the finger of power. I'm going to start my left to my right, which is your right to your left. You tell me when to stop, and that'll be your question. Stop. Stop it, all Ooh, right. There here we go. go. Look at that. Now, I will tell you, uh, as I tell everybody, um, how they gauge what a what-the-fuck question is is... Wildly variable, yeah. In this, uh, it could be a very benign, G rated, what
1: type of All question,
2: right? or it could be like, uh, what did you just say to me? <laughs>
1: like,
2: either of those things could happen. So, we'll see, All we'll right. see what we got.
1: It'll probably be weird, though, right?
2: Hopefully. Hopefully, uh, what's the grossest thing you've ever seen somebody do in public?
1: Hmm. I mean, I live in New York, you know, so I've seen a lot. Yes, right. Yeah.
2: You spent a lot of time on the subway too.
1: Yeah. I mean, I once saw, okay, I was, I was in, I'd just gotten out of the subway and I was in the old Penn Station
2: mm-hmm.
1: before it got kind of, you know, gentrified or whatever you want to yeah. call it. And there was a maintenance worker who was, uh, had like one of those rolling buckets and they were mopping down this kind of concrete ramp leading down to the subway. And next to the maintenance worker was like this guy playing electric guitar for money. And he was really good. So I stopped there, I was watching him and the maintenance worker stopped the bucket and was like going a few feet away to do some mopping. And this guy ran up and dropped his pants and just took a dump in the maintenance worker's bucket. (laughs) He just he and and the look on his face he was just Dude. like oh I just really had to go you know it was like this he was a he looked like a banker or something he right, had a right. suit and a tie on it wasn't like what? someone who maybe who was maybe you know living on the street this was like right. this looked like a guy who just was he couldn't even make it to this the was an emergency ten station bathroom right and then they couldn't get him off the bucket you know he was alive. <laughs> He looked at them like really sad and frightened. He was like, it started, I can't. I can't stop it now, you know. Oh my god. So wow, that was, that's um, wild. That just is one thing that pops into mind. I don't Yeah. Know, yeah, you know. that's uh
0: I may have seen worse, see.
1: but that's just occurred to me. I right.
0: I just recently went into Penn Station about 3 weeks ago uh for the first time in a little while cuz the last time I was there, I went in and it was all boarded up. Right. And no more Rose's Pizza, which is super, super sad. Yeah, that was sad. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's so weird going in there now. Like the, the, it, It's like super commercial, super
2: nice. It's like, where'd it go? Where'd it go? <laughs> I slept on that dirty floor many a night, getting out of my bar job too late to make the train. and just missed it and had to wait an extra three hours for the next one. <laughs> All right, we've taken up a bunch of your time today, so we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you so much for being here. We really, really,
1: really do appreciate it. Oh, it was great to be here. I really enjoyed it. Good.
2: Hope you had a good time. Hope everybody. I had a great time. Hope everybody got to know a little bit about you, and uh, got a little enticed to go check out "Gone to the Wolves." Yeah, yeah, check please it out. do. Check it out. It's please very good. Do. I'm, I'm excited to finish it.
1: Uh, it'll, it'll blow your mind, I promise. If not, uh, I'll, I can, I'll give you your money back. It's sweet. It's,
2: it's, it's wrapping me in. It's definitely wrapping me in. Yeah. so I'm very We're excited there. about that. Awesome. Um, so once again thank you so much and uh, we want to give you one more chance to just let everybody know where they can find you where they can find the book um, and, and any relevant information that you would like to share all of the things Yes.
1: Uh, well my name is John Ray I wrote uh, a novel called Gone to the Wolves it's all about these three crazy metal kids and how they survived their teens and 20s and you can get it at any old bookstore or online probably any old place and um, that's, that's all you got to know
2: Nice. And I will ask you once again. I asked you uh, right after What's Your Bacon in Seven Questions. And I will say, after having this conversation, we talked a lot about music. We talked about writing. We talked about, we still talked about the basement. We talked about everything. Uh, if it hasn't changed, that's cool. But I will say one more time
1: John, what is your bacon? Maybe changing my baby's diapers, because I think that's what I'm about to go do. And I'm gonna I'm trying to I'm trying to think positively about it. Right,
2: right, right. Yeah. We're we're turning that into a good thing. We're turning All right, that that's over. that's
1: my bacon tonight.
2: Yeah. All right. Well everybody at home, make sure that you check out the book, you check out everything, and ask yourself every single day, what is that thing that makes your life a little bit better, what makes your day a little bit better, what makes everything a little bit brighter. Stay positive always. Remember to ask yourself, John, what do they ask themselves? Oh, uh, what is your bacon? What's yes! your bacon? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Welcome back. Here we are. Here we are. John had to go change a shit diaper, I think. Yes. <laughs> yes, if it, if it looked like, or sounded like the show ended abruptly, that's because he literally was like, uh, hey guys. <laughs> I got a, I got there's, a child situation. I got a situation. child situation. And like, as you know, I have childs. Wrap it up.
0: I have multiple childs. Yeah. And, uh, when there's a child
2: situation... Wrap it up. Wrap it up. You gotta go. I wrap it up so that I don't have a child situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well. I
0: also do that. Also do that. Yeah. Also do that. Um, But yeah, thanks John for coming on. I am excited to finish up his book. And. If you haven't yet, go ahead and check it out. Gone to the Wolves. I think it's a pretty cool concept, and you know, it's it's growing up in metal. And if you don't understand the metal scene and maybe some of the stuff that happens
2: with uh, with tribalism in music, you'll like, know it's the really people. Cool. I like you'll know. Yeah, yeah. When That's I was the talk, when about. I was talking to him about it, I was like, that was fully legit. Like people out of place. No those characters yeah i have friends i can point back to people in school that i knew growing up i can you know point back to situations um where it's like oh man i know this person yeah uh so that i mean if you are of the age group where you remember any of the late 80s early 90s metal scene that was kind of coming up um you will absolutely like get it you will understand you will understand this book absolutely you'll 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 see yourself in it somewhere it's pretty cool for sure for sure all right well
0: first off we do want to thank our patrons yes you help make it a world to go round
2: you spin me right you keep the
0: lights on you keep you keep the glasses full like a record so we want to thank you um round, round. if you want to know a little bit more about that head over to patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast where you'll find additional episodes early episodes i mean yeah. listen how much earlier do you get than right fucking now yeah because live. live episodes happen our wednesday episodes we do them live when we do them um we let you weigh in a little bit and, you Absolutely. know, that's pretty cool. Uh, we have tons of shit coming out all the time. We've got tastings, additional content, some of our musical content, uh, including Bacon is My Passion. Yes. Which is our musical project. We're recording a new record every week live. on Twitch. Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, More live stuff, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you want to hear the demos and... and Actually, be able to listen to them whenever the fuck you want. Patreons,
2: patrons over at Patreon, you get that. So, uh, yeah, lots a lot of fun uh, stuff. Any one of the uh, any one of the levels is super helpful to us. Um, so you know, it's not and then it's not crazy over there. Either. Yeah. Um. And we and we have fun with it. Yeah. So yeah, check that out if you do want to check out the Twitch stream. It is live every Thursday night. Twitch.tv/slash Bacon is my pod. Uh, you can find that every thursday starting at 9 right 9 yes yeah. starting at 9 9 eastern 9 eastern um, find everything bacon is my podcast over at baconismypodcast.com uh where we have all of our episodes we have links to all of our sponsors we um, we are selling if you like if you're watching this right now on strangerhoodtv.com our youtube page you could you're seeing these two yes. lovely t-shirts that we I have love on. this t-shirt I need to buy more because they're soft yeah. and they're nice. Yeah. We, we do the nice next level T-shirts.
0: I think I want to I want to cut the sleeves yeah. off or maybe just say, Jimmy, put a sleeveless shirt up there because we could use that. All right. We should we'll do a sleeveless what, shirt of this. We'll,
2: we'll see. We'll see what we can put up there. Please. Um, but yeah, if you like the shirts, jump on over there. Bacon is my podcast. Uh, counts.com and, and helps. get yourself a shirt. Take a photo of yourself in that shirt. Put it online with the hashtag, what's your bacon, and hashtag bacon is my fashion. And, uh, and we'll see it. We'll check it out. And you know send what? Send you something nice. Let's start picking one a month as long as there's enough of them up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? We'll pick one a month. And that one person a month, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll post it. We'll shout you out. And we'll uh, send you something or do something nice we'll, for you. We'll give, we'll give you something nice. Yeah. We can give you something nice. Let's start doing that. Let's encourage it. Let's do that. Get with us. Get with us online. All right? Jimsy, let's start signing off here. Where can they find you and your things? Uh, My things, my personal things are at Jimmy G Shoes. Uh, on all the socials. My band Craving Strangers is at CravingStrange.net where you can find links to everything that we do. Um, StrangerHoodTV.com is the YouTube page that is the home for not only this show, not only shows from our friends in uh, the scene, mm-hmm. like uh, DJ with uh, the top 20, like Chris with uh, my top five, and uh, and Jamming with a Stranger, but you can also find all uh, Craving Strangers videos music and everything on there as well as something heavy's videos yeah we're putting videos and playthroughs and all that stuff as well so check that out please um hit the like button just so that more people find it you know how it goes just help us out where can they find you bud personally at me my
0: own self mike on all of the socials uh you can find out about my family uh about mostly my podcast and my band and uh yeah My band is at Something Heavy Music on all the socials. Check out Something Heavy on all streaming platforms. Thank you so much for the response to our single, Separate Ways. We have just submitted our next single.
2: Nice. Coming out in June. Yeah, we are also on the race to 1,000 followers on Instagram. We are almost there. Bacon's My Podcast is, where are we at? we're at like
0: 930 something yeah
2: so we're on the push to a thousand we want to get to a thousand yes right help us get there so share us with your friends instagram.com if you're not if you're not following us already right do it let's let's go yeah so let's let's do that one don't worry about you know yeah we're on twitter and tiktok and all that other stuff but instagram the march to a thousand march to a k Race to a thousand. Yeah, that's that's the thing that I. That put is up. the race to a thousand. Yeah. The race to a thousand. But but we can do a March one too. No, I like the race. Oh, okay. We should make a T-shirt of the race because oh, I like that. The, I yeah, like that graphic that, that you did. Oh, cool. So maybe that'll Thanks. be up there. Thanks. Um, but when we get to a thousand, we'll put the T-shirt up for sale, and and uh for a discount. Yeah, we'll do some. We'll do some fun stuff. It's like a thousand percent off. Yeah. Wait, what? No, we can't do that. That's bad. <laughs> that that's a bad work. That's a bad idea. I will send you the
0: T-shirt and money. Jimmy is. Not our marketing guy. No. He's, I, just,
2: I just make things look
0: okay. Yeah, he makes things look good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like this All hardcore
0: right. shirt. All right, guys. Thank you so much for checking us out. And always remember to ask yourself one super duper 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 derp. Derp der, 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 derp I just derped. What's your bacon? World peace. Derp.